This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience podcast with myself, Adam Strong. I am so excited and super pumped because I have a very, very good friend of mine with me in on the show today. His name is JP. He's all the way from South Africa, but lives in the UK. Who is JP? Well, JP to me, he is a professional athlete. He loves his plant-based diet, by the way. He's a speaker and he's an author of five different books. Uh, he's shared the stages of the likes of Lisa Nichols being one of them. We've got Jay Abraham. We've got uh, Jack Canfield as well, which is absolutely amazing. And what I love about JP as well is his fitness challenges as well that he kind of puts out there and really, really takes things to a whole new level. And I just love that. He basically takes or he takes your average executive and turns them into a, a triathlete or an amateur boxer. And he's been into Mu uh, Thai boxing and been to Thailand and, you know, had conversations with Tiberian monks as well as being a triathlete as well. So I just want to say, JP, welcome to the Game Change Experience show. Dude, thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Adam. Um, I'm so excited about today. I really am. And, you know, I, I love having conversation with you because, yeah. you know, I mean, to me, uh, to, I we, think we almost like, didn't get started, man. We were taught, you said you love talking to me and we were just talking before the podcast and we, we had to stop our conversation just because we kept going and going. <laughs> but that's us, man. That's, that's us. So listen, I'm really super excited about today and some of the listeners that are going to be listening to the podcast today, because I want to talk about self-mastery more than anything else. And, um, you know, because you know, you're originally from South Africa, you live in the UK, right? Um, and I guess life in South Africa is, is very different from living in the Western world and that kind of stuff. But how did you get kind of into the whole kind of self-mastery industry space? Yeah. So first of all, I think we're in the Western world in South Africa. <laughs> Not in direct beeline straight down from the UK. But um, your life was certainly different. Uh, the culture is very different. Obviously, the weather is very different. And a lot of people are into fitness in South Africa. I mean, gyms are open at between like 4 a.m. and 5 a.m. in the morning. And if you're not there to open the doors at 5 a.m., people get seriously angry because they want to do a two-hour workout before they go to work at like 7. So, yes, the culture is very different. The energy of South Africa is very different. But I moved to the UK because I felt like I could very clearly see the ceiling of what was possible growing up in Cape Town, South Africa. And I didn't think that I could reach my full potential living where I was living and how I was living around who I was living with. I needed to change and wanted to change everything. I wanted to change my environment. I wanted to change my possibilities. And I went to the UK. My grandfather originally was from the UK and I got a visa to go there and I moved to the UK and I did whatever I could to to get a job, really. I worked in a chicken factory on a conveyor belt, then a dog and cat food factory, then I worked in a pub, then a hotel, then a bar. And eventually, 
I started to do what I was really passionate about at the time, which was DJing. I loved music. Mm. And I started DJing. And unfortunately, because of the way I grew up and the way I was living my life at home and at school, I found my first strategy as a teenager, and that was immersion. Put yourself in the deep end in something if you enjoy it. And that was for me sports and fitness. It didn't matter what was going on at home or school. If I immersed myself in fitness, then that's all that mattered to me was fitness. And all that really mattered. At 19 years old, I started partying and, and clubbing and, and I found another strategy of immersion and that was the, the party scene. And that took me to the UK. I ended up wanting to be a DJ. I became a DJ. But because of what I had done, from when I was very young and because I hadn't done my self-mastery work on myself at all, zero nicks, I was running away from a lot of things in my life. I ended up running to a DJ gig in Riga, Latvia, where I was playing New Year's Eve and the next morning I felt lower than I'd ever felt. You know, I thought I had made it the night before, but I had based my making it on consumption acceptance, consuming popularity, significance, uh, you know, attraction. And the next morning, all of those things were gone because everyone was gone. I was alone in my hotel room. And I just realized that, man, I'm heading in the wrong direction. And I was 23 years old. And exactly 10 years prior to that, at 13 years old, I shared my best friend or a best friend of mine. A week after our birthday, because we shared the same birthday, 27th of July, my father took his life. And at 23 years old, I knew very clearly that if I don't start moving in a different direction, I know exactly where I'm heading. And at some point, I will reach that level. Uh, because it was just the evidence was clear, right? The I had too much awareness of what I was doing wrong. So at 23 years old, I went back to the UK after being in Latvia. And I said to a friend of mine, dude, I need to change my life. And long story made very short, he helped me do three things. One, change my environment. Two, change my thoughts. Three, learn from someone and get a mentor. So I changed my environment. I went back to what I'd always know served me or knew served me, and that was fitness. I got a job in a gym in London. Two, change my thoughts. I watched the movie The Secret. I wrote down every single quote that resonated with me, 54 quotes, and I read them every day for 54 days until they were imprinted in my brain. Three, I started following Anthony Robbins. And I followed Tony like my life depended on it because it did. And that at 23 years old is the way that I got into personal development, self-enrichment, self-mastery. I did it just for me though, Adam. And after two and a half years though, I had radically changed my life so much in body, mind, spirit, soul, energy, that people around me started to notice. And I thought, man, if my father knew what I knew now, Maybe, just maybe, he would hang around. Maybe, just maybe, he wouldn't have suffered the way he suffered. And I know because of my own awareness right now, my own self-education, I can never suffer like that because that is a choice if you have the tools to get out of suffering. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to dedicate my life to this, my own personal life and also my professional life, to getting out of suffering, to living the best life, to overcoming yourself and your demons and becoming the very best version of you. And I've continued to do that for almost two decades for myself 
And now for thousands of people across 16 different countries that I've spoken, uh, it's brought me onto a lot of amazing platforms, stages, podcasts, and got me connected with a lot of amazing people. I have great coaches, great teachers, great mentors, but I'm still a student, Adam. I'm still a student trying to figure it out. And every time I go to that next level, I share what took me to that next level and I invite people to come on a journey with me. You know, that's what I really love about you because you are a very open and sharing individual, you know, yeah. and, and you're raw and authentic in the same way, especially because we know each other quite well and we have this kind of, I suppose, conversation, don't we? we have this openness and, you know, and, and, and that kind of stuff. And, uh, but you, you talked about living your best life and, the, and I suppose some of the missing keys you've identified certain things in your life that you were that you were missing you you're missing your passions and things like that what do you see if we take um, i suppose society in a way where you know you made the realization that you were on a path to destruction essentially because that's essentially what it was right absolutely and you could probably portray or foresee other people that are maybe going down the same route <laughs> What, what were the big uh, alarm bells for you? And if people oh, also got some alarm bells, which they're like, you know what? This guy's making sense to me, man. Like, what is it that they need to, what's the first steps that they need to do to take action? Number one, you want to change your life. You've got to change your energy. And I can share with you many different tools in which you can do that. Everything in the world is energy and energy in the world is everything. It is existing everywhere and you are energy so if you want to change the energy that you're living in you have to change the energy that you're living in mm -hmm. and the first thing that you've got to do to do that is you've got to take responsibility for where you are see when i woke up quote unquote uh in riga to the fact that i was heading in the wrong direction and being self-destructive and really i was on a path to death at some point i knew that i knew that if i kept living that way i was on a path to death Mm. and which is the ultimate suffering obviously not living anymore in my opinion anyway because life is freaking amazing and i'm sure you agree and i had to realize acknowledge and take responsibility for the fact that no one put me on that plane to the uk mm. it was no one else's fault actually strange coincidence but right now or today while we're doing this my team have released a video on social media saying there's one radio station you should never ever play and that's blame fm the second you play this radio station or you tune into this radio station called blame fm that's the second that you give away your own power to change because it's his or her or their fault or the economy's fault or the government's fault it's no one else's fault but yours for where you are because you're not a tree you can move right so if you don't like where you are you got to move and that's the first thing i had to do i had to take responsibility for where i was for how i was feeling and for what was present and missing in my life that is the very first step oh there we go we had a bit of a cut and connection there i apologize there must have, there must have been what happened in the beginning as well I think there's somehow a delay came into the conversation. It is what it is. Um, anyway, I One was going to ask. favorite sayings, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you, actually, one of the things that I see, and I don't know about you, but one of the things, and I'm gonna, I'll open something to which is something which is quite personal to me, personal to me. So, 
and I'm not going to mention this particular person, but they're a relative of mine. And she suffered from depression for the best part of around, I reckon, 35 years, right? Wow. 35 years is a long time to be depressed, okay? But one of the things that I see, and I don't know about you, but one of the things, the reason why she's so depressed is because she has not discovered her purpose. She's not discovered the real reason why she's living on this earth, what God's purpose is for her, right? What... um. What, what, what advice do you have for people that maybe are in a, you know, because the world is going through a challenging state right now, right? And uh, people are going through mixed emotions about what's going on in the economy and business and stuff like that. When people are going through these negative thought patterns, whether it be, uh, I don't have purpose or whatever it is, what advice do you have for those people? So first of all, it's very important to know that regardless of what your beliefs are, your religion is, that God's purpose for you is to know that you are God. Because God is everywhere. So if God is everywhere, God must be in you. How can you be excluded from being God if God is everywhere? Mm. Now, I, I think that most religions all believe and most faiths and most beliefs believe that there is God everywhere, whether it's the universe, Mother, so Mother Earth, Father Sky, whatever you believe in. It is everywhere. Whatever the greater forces that keeps this rock floating in space, it's everywhere. Therefore, it's also in you. So it's very important to remember that God is in you. You are in God. You are God. And God's purpose for you is to recognize that you are God. What does that mean? What is God? Who is God? God is abundant. God is grateful. God is intentional. God is on purpose. God is giving. Now, I'm not religious, right? I'm just, I'm calling the higher power God. God is kind. God is compassionate. So how do we find our purpose? How do we be God-like? Be giving. Be kind. Be compassionate. Be on purpose. And if you do these things, no, when you do these things, because I want to encourage you to start today, it's very difficult to focus on yourself, your pain, and your own suffering because you can't be focused on what's going on in your life when you're focused on others. And the secret to living is giving. The greatest way to live is to give and to give the best of yourself, whatever that means. Unconditionally. Unco absolutely unconditionally, even in your own relationships. And the, the beautiful thing about this is the more you give, the more you will end up getting. The universe is always in fair value exchange. If you're not getting enough in your life, it's because you're not giving enough. Giving enough. You're going me, 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 me. Turn that me around into we and watch what unfolds. Watch what unfolds when you start to contribute, give, show kindness, compassion, love, wherever you can in whatever way you can. And something in the process will stick something will stick and you'll go, damn, I really enjoy doing that. I really, really enjoy doing that. Maybe that's what I can be doing with my life. You know, it's interesting we're having this conversation because I really resonate with what you're saying, you know, because I, I'm also a bit, I'm not a big religious fan, you know, I'm, I, you know, whatever, we all have our own belief systems, right? But for me, I'm a big believer in, the universe rewards for people that give, 
right? Without unconditioned, without conditions and without expectations. And then in return and any kindness, you get back what, what you get back. You know, so I, I suppose for me, the purpose in that is that I, I, I'm kind of living proof of that, I suppose, in a way, because I'm, I'm living what, what you're saying. So I really resonate with what you're saying. So I'm so happy that you brought that up. Um, I wish there was more giving people out there. And what well, you know, let's set the intention. I mean, these mm. podcasts, 100% that you're doing are helping. Absolutely. The Game Changers Summit is helping because it's helping people extract the gift that is already in them. You already know what it is. Mm-hmm. Nature knows everything and you are a part of nature. Mm. So if you want to get clearer on what that thing is, you've got to get out of your head and you've got to get into your heart. And the easiest way to get into your heart is give, 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 or give to yourself and meditate, sit and meditate Mm -hmm. because that is giving to yourself. And meditation takes you from your head to your heart, from your limitations to your truth. And that is where you'll find it. Love it. Very good. Now we, you talked about um, suffering earlier on actually. Now, I know that, well, almost 18 months ago, you suffered quite badly by having a cycle accident. By Actually, you were doing something for the purpose of good by cycling from John O'Groats to Land's End, or that's what you were supposed to do. And then you were knocked over. You were knocked off your bicycle, weren't you? And, and that was life-changing. But let's talk a little bit about that suffering and, 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 and kind of the journey about that and as it made you stronger or weaker at the end of it. Well, let me backtrack a little bit, Adam. I've been doing the self-mastery work, like I said before, since I was 23 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I spoke to you about the first thing you've got to do to master yourself is take responsibility or change your life is take responsibility for where you are. The second thing you've got to do is make sure you're surrounded by the right people. Third thing you've got to do is create positive meaning for everything that you're going through mm-hmm. and everything that you've been through in your life. And then the fourth thing when it comes to your mental mastery is know what to focus on. So because I'd been doing this work for a long time, it went from once an idea to being practiced for years, eventually becoming my nature. It was my default. Meaning people or getting the right people around me, taking responsibility, knowing what to put my focus on. So when I woke up in hospital, it wasn't suffering for me. I've had a lot of pain. And actually, later on, I had some suffering because I still struggle with sleep. It's like when I'm sleeping, and my conscious mind and my resilient self is switched off, I kind of go back to the trauma, I guess, of the accident. And I was just saying to my wife that sometimes I wake up in the morning and I feel like I need a holiday from the sleep I've just had. It's that intense. And I have to like, but I'm doing the work in that area. But coming out of the accident, there was a lot of pain and no suffering because of the work that I'd been doing on responsibility and meaning and environment and focus. And, you know, it's, it's documented on social media. You know, I, I was in intensive care and I said, I'm going to do an Ironman in four months. Watch me. I mean, I was crazy and I was on a lot of morphine. <laughs> I look back and I think, what were you thinking? But I was, <laughs> I was angry with people. 
in the hospital, they were telling me it's too soon. I was I'm like, you don't know me. You don't know me. I'll show you. I also, when I woke up and I got told, oh, you broke your legs, you broke your arm, you've had a punctured lung, you've got, you've had stomach surgery. I looked at my body and all the metal work. And one of the first things I said, remember, I said, this is my nature, this attitude towards life. Right. One of the first things I said is I said, man, this is great for marketing. <laughs> That's one of the first things I said coming out of the accident because I just thought, man, stories help people to relate to you. And my mission in life is to inspire as many people as possible. So I thought, can way better way than I've ever done in my life. Anyway, that's enough. Yeah. Very cool. I think we've got the delay again. <laughs> no, no, carry on. Do you want me to keep talking? Yeah, I think there's a delay again. Keep, keep rocking and rolling, man. So I went to work in the accident on creating positive meaning in everything that I was doing. And like a car driving at night, I looked only at the first few meters in front of me. If you're driving at night and you're not looking at the headlights, what's right in front of you, you're looking out to nothing. Your uncertainty goes through the if you're concerned, you're worried. No, I just looked at what was in front of me and I focused just on that. And if I have my attention on what's in front of me, but I have a clear intention of where I want to go, I know without any doubt that I will get there. And my headlights were get out of bed, sit up, stand up, walk with crutches, walk up the stairs, walk down the stairs. And day by day, I day, day by day by day, I chipped away and got better and better and better and better. A year later, marathons 160 mile cycle and i'm just getting started i love it very cool that that's you know i love that man because you know for, for a lot of people that have been in i don't know car accidents bike accidents whatever it is you know you know it, it's interesting because i was actually i interviewed a, a really interesting guy who had a uh, a trauma uh for his willet uh we had uh, him on the game changer summit and um, he was talking about, you know, he, he saw Jack Canfield when he was on TV and, and just made that conscious decision to take self-responsibility, which is what you're talking about. And then that's how he's kind of, well, I suppose, mastered his own, I suppose, inner demons more than anything else, right? Um, mm. So this, this, this stuff works, guys. I'm telling you now, this stuff works. I mean, they're- can, I, can I just say, sorry to interrupt, Adam. I want to be very clear. I still have a lot of demons being through what I've been through in my life, not just the accidents and right. almost facing death, but there's been a lot that I've been through and I still have a lot of demons, but I apply the same tools to my life over and over again. Why? Because of what you just said, they work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's, and it's, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? Absolutely. It's all good. So listen, I've got a really interesting question here because I know that you've been in the, you love doing these extreme fitness challenges and marathons and, you know, these triathlons and, you know, these crazy things, which I love about, that's what I love about you, by the way. Um, but what are the correlations that you have found in, you know, doing something which is extreme, like a fitness challenge or whatever it is, and running a successful business? Such a good question. 
I'm going to try and answer it in as simple, clear, and concise a way as possible. The one thing that stops us from going all in on our life or going after what we really want is fear. And when we operate from a place of fear, we're always in fight or flight. Now, what's the opposite of that? What's the opposite of fear? Love. When you live in love, you're not in fight or, fly, uh, fight or flight. You just are where you are. You're present. You're accepting. You surrender to what is. It is what it is. Right? When you say it is what it is, you are getting fear out of your body and you're accepting what is. So when it comes to business, being in fight or flight in business, I'm sure you'll agree, and everyone in business watching or listening to this will agree, you cannot be in fight or flight in business. You've got to be fearless. You've got to be courageous. You've got to be willing to take risks. You've got to stay responsible even in times of discomfort. So fitness is great for so many things in life and business, but when it comes to these ultra challenges, the strong connection between business and these challenges is when you're doing anything endurance, at some point, your fight and flight will kick in. It will. It doesn't matter whether you are an amateur or a professional athlete. At some point, and sometimes it's even before you've started, your fight or flight will kick in. You'll start getting irritated with everyone around you. You're in fight. Or, you, or you'll be irritable, uh, like angry. Mm -hmm. Or you'll be in flight. Why am I doing this? You're so stupid. Why, what are you trying to prove? You can't do this. They're better than you. Blah, 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 blah. But you do it anyway. And then you get... 10 mile in and you keep going and then 20 mile in your body says, I can't, but you keep going anyway. And 30 mile in your mind says, that's enough, man. You've done enough. Don't worry. You know, you can explain what, you know, you've got a good explanation for you stopping now, but you keep going anyway. What happens every single time you are in fight or flight, you're unsettled. You're, you're not a settled mind. You're like a monkey jumping all over the place. But every time you say, no, 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 keep going. Left, right, left, right, left, right. Whether you're swimming, cycling, running, and you say, no, 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 come here, sit down, sit down, keep going. Sit, boo-boo, sit. Every time what happens when you do this, your fight or flight calms down, calms down, calms down until you get to a point where regardless of what is going on around you, doesn't phase you it does not phase you you just keep going through these fitness challenges you become certain confident incredibly resilient and when you say you're going to do something you become absolutely non-negotiable about it because you've done it again and again and again and take that put it into business, you're very powerful. I know that there's a, a lot of our listeners who are entrepreneurs and business owners. And 
say for example they they're convinced that they need to get they need to do something that's going to get out them out of their comfort zone right because essentially yeah. whatever that might be right okay so whether it be a marathon triathlete or whatever it is but they but their thought patterns is is I haven't done exercise in 10 or 15 years or I'm, I'm not ready for this or they, they start to make judgments against other people, whatever it is. What do you say to those people? How do you get out? How do you get out of the, how do you shift that mindset? Shut up and just get started. <laughs> um, let me explain. You will never be ready. The time will never be right. And it'll never feel perfect. So just shut up and just get started. Get done. But if you get started today and you just do it, regardless of where you are right now, if you just get started, you're already one day ahead than if you started tomorrow yeah. or two days ahead if you started. Why wait? Why wait? Life has everything to offer you on that other side of your comfort zone so just find something that works for you it could be that you do an hour workout is a stretch for you you get a personal trainer to beast you right now you're so sedentary you're so stiff and solid that you think i could never last an hour go find a pt right now and book that shit in <laughs> Today, 13 weeks from now i want you to beast me for a total of 60 minutes maybe it's a 5k because right now you live on the couch mm -hmm. maybe you're already an iron man but you're bored in life Sign up for an ultra Ironman. Commit to doing three Ironman in three days or something. <laughs> but it, but there, is, there is always a level up from where you are that's waiting for you. Mm. And there is always a next level. It doesn't matter what you've achieved. There is always a next level. I've got a coaching client of mine. His goal was to become an Ironman from overworked, overstressed, all his attention and energy on business, unbalanced life. A year and a half ago, he met me. Two weeks ago, he became an Ironman. Damn. And because of lockdown, he did it on his own. He went to the sea and swam. He said 112 miles on his own. And then he ran a freaking marathon. Straight away, he said to me, JP, what do I do now? I said, it's very, you wanted to get to the next level. Now you can't just stay here because then you're after a while, you'll feel where you were when you were down there. You, I said, you need to choose another goal. Interesting. Really interesting. This is a, you know, I know that, was it last year or the year before you also, um, I don't know if it, you interviewed him, but, uh, or, or was, uh, was on the same stage as him, but David Goggins, the American Marine, who had a great documentary. I got to meet him. I got to meet him thanks to Nick James. I got to have a one-to-one -one sit down with, with Goggins. What did, you, um, what did you take away from the conversation and what did you ask him, just out of curiosity? <laughs> it's, uh, it was actually four weeks after I got out of hospital. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I mean, watching back, it was crazy that I went there. I live in the middle of England, two hours north of London. And I saw that he was going to be at this event called Expert Empires run by Nick James. And I said to my family, I've got to go. 
I've got to go. And I said to Nick, dude, can you make arrangements for me to, I can't be there. Obviously he knew of my accident. Can I just come for David Goggins? And I'll arrange transport. I'll lie in the car, I'll drug myself up. <laughs> there was a wheelchair at the hotel. Took me to the conference room. I came just to watch him speak. I just, I needed to feel his energy because I was just starting my recovery. So I came on the crutches in the wheelchair and drugged up on morphine and gabapentin. And, and because I came all that way, Nick's team arranged for me to actually meet David and sit down with him in a boardroom. Wow. And, and because of my mindset in hospital, like I said, I wanted to do an Ironman in four months. I said to, I said to David Goggins, I said to him, Oh, this is what happened to me four weeks ago. I broke my legs, my arm, blah, 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 staples everywhere. And uh, you could clearly see I was like proper messed up on drugs. And uh, I said, I want to do a, an Ironman in four months. Like, tell me, like, you know, can you give me some coaching? Like, what do I need to do pre to prepare for this? And actually what he said to me was something that I never, ever thought David Goggins would say to me. He said, dude, give yourself a year. <laughs> Just give yourself a year. I was like, I was like waiting for the advice. He's like, give yourself a year. I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> he's like, and he said something to me that, um, I mean, took me on a life-changing journey, a life-changing journey. He said, you're like, first of all, he said, man, after listening to your story, you should be the one sitting in my chair. He's like, so he was very impressed by the fact that I was there, which was nice to hear. But he said, you're like me. Fitness is your medicine. He said, what, what you see on social media is you see me doing all these crazy challenges. But what you don't see is my downtime. There's a lot of times where, you know, for I think he said two or three years, I did nothing. Mm. He goes, it's in these moments that I learned as much about myself as I did when I was doing these physical challenges. He said, fitness is medicine for you. Absolutely. Love it. He said. I'm going to try and say it in exactly his words. He said, try not take the medicine for the rest of this year. Try not take that medicine. And then I'll fucking show you who you are. <laughs> I love it. You know what? He was right. Yeah. I couldn't do all these crazy challenges last year. Mm. So what did I do? I did a lot of meditation. Mm. I went to uh, do two weeks of silence in a Buddhist meditation center or centers. I've just recently come back from living in a Shaolin temple and Buddhist monastery with monks. And I did all this inner work rather than this outer work, even though I've done a few fitness challenges. Right. But I tell you what, I have grown in the last year more than I've ever grown in my life Amazing. because I was able to stop the one thing that I was always doing. And I was able to, for the first time, really feel what is going on inside. So David, if you watch this, thank you, bro. Love it. And shout out to Nick James as well for the opportunity. I'm always shouting him out, man. I'm so All grateful good. for that day. So listen, I know you've got a new book coming out. Let's talk about your new book and, uh, and, uh, what do you cover in the new book? I finished writing it about two hours ago. <laughs> Literally two hours ago. I feel privileged to be the first to know. It's called Spiritual Fitness, Get Ready for the Best Self-Mastery Challenge of Your Life. And it shares along the same lines of what we just discussed, but it breaks down a lot of tools that I've used 
in my recovery. Mm. I speak of my career and how physical fitness and my no, and how physical fitness and always being an athlete in my life saved me my life. The doctors told me, you are lucky you are so fit and healthy. Even in intensive care, at my level of fitness, I was getting worse. I developed a chest infection. My breathing was all over the place. Mm. My heart rate was all over the place. So physical fitness saved my life. But what then helped me on my journey of thriving through adversity was not my physical self. My physical self was now broken. It was my spiritual self. It was my heart mastery. So in this book, I share for anyone wanting to, for the rest of their life, be able to thrive through any challenge, how to be fitter in their spirit. Just like my hoodie says, how fit is your spirit? <laughs> I love if, that sweater. That's so, that's so cool. If life threw something at you right now, how fit would your spirit be? Would you be able to say, hey, hey, hey this is happening for me. Come on, life, let's go. Or would you be sitting there saying, woes me? And I go through 12 tools that I use in my online coaching community called Best Life MBA. And I share it in this book, the 12 tools for you to be spiritually fit as well as mentally and physically fit and for you to be able to deal with any challenge. And I talk about things like responsibility, meaning, focus, having the right daily habits in your life, like 10 commandments that you live by, making sure that you're taking in the right fuel, how to make sure that you're always living as an altruist, focusing on service to others rather than what you can get for yourself because that in itself causes suffering. And uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful book. It's a beautiful journey. Uh, I've had many teachers in my life, mentors, coaches, they're all different, you know, labels for teachers. And someone who's been a great teacher to me in my life is a gentleman named Andrew Priestley. Uh, you know, Andrew Priestley and Andrew Priestley has really, I want to give him a massive shout out because he's really pushed me to get this book out. He was really there for me during my accident and my recovery, really there for me a lot and I've done coaching and mentoring with Andrew on and off over the years, maybe for the last decade. Mm. And yeah, I just want to say this book would not be possible if it wasn't for Andrew Priestley poking and prodding me with a massive stick. Uh, so yeah, I'm really, we love, we love Andrew. We love Andrew. Andrew is a great guy. And, uh, and you know, uh, you know, he's just, he's, he suppose he's uh, in a way, do you see him as a, not, he's more than a mentor to you, I, I guess, in a way. He, he's, he's a father figure to me. Yeah. He, he knows that. He knows that. He knows what I've been through. He knows my lack of male role models. And he's just that, you know, the age difference is just perfect, you know? I mean, <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah, me and uh, Daniel, his son, are almost the same age. And um, yeah, I see Andrew's like a dad to me. But a, but a mentor and a ruthless coach, man. A ruthless <laughs> coach. Like, listen, yeah. uh, um, listen. I, I think this this has been a fantastic conversation. We always have great conversations, don't we? Always, always have great conversations. So, uh, just want to say thank you so much for being on the show today and uh, sharing some uh, some of your uh, insights around self mastery and self love, and you know, and good luck with the book, by the way, as well. Thank you so much, man. I'll make sure I send you a copy. And uh, I just want to say I, I love your office, man. I love the teddy bears <laughs> and the rainbow. 
<laughs> man, you just got to like do it, you know, uh, you just got to do it wherever you can find time to do it. Do you know what I'm saying? Especially it's in lockdown, good. man. Especially in lockdown. It's, it's all good. It's all good. I was, I was thinking before, it, I was like, maybe Adam's so cool. He has such cool energy. Maybe this is his office. Maybe he <laughs> likes teddy bears and rainbows. Dream catches. It's <laughs> oh, all good, man. Listen, guys, I hope that you've enjoyed the Game Changers Experience show. Uh, please do connect with JP on his social media. Um, how can they get a copy of your book, by the way? You could be on Amazon and stuff. It will be on Amazon. Absolutely. I don't know when, but I actually wrote a book last year called How to Own Your Life. I wrote it, I finished writing it just before my accident. Okay. When I had my accident, I, was asked, I asked um, my team to bring in a few books into the hospital so that I could gift it to the people that were being there for me, like the nurses and the doctors. Nice. And one of the days, because you don't have much to do in hospital, I thought, let me read my own book. And I, because I was like, man, obviously I'm facing a challenge right now. And it's like, it was like I wrote that book for my future self because the book talks about taking responsibility, not blaming anyone, you know, focus on the things that you can do rather than you can't do. Find a way for you to just be in action and momentum every day, trusting your intuition and your feelings and, and your gut. Uh, it was just, awesome. it's an, it's an incredible book. My editor, actually said when I finished it he said JP because that was my fourth book he said I know I'm biased but uh, he said I think that's your best book yet so you can find that on Amazon and just type my name and how to earn your life and if you do get it I'd appreciate a good review awesome. or an, honest, an good. honest review an honest review is what we like honest reviews so listen guys hope that you've enjoyed the show today as much as I've enjoyed um, uh, having JP on the show today if you have any questions uh, feel free to uh, send any questions to myself or JP on his social media. Just make sure that when you connect with JP, that you mention the Game Changers experience. So he knows that you're not some weird person, uh, but you're not weird if you're listening to the podcast anyway. But listen, uh, hope that you've enjoyed. Uh, have a fantastic day wherever you are. We'll see you soon. Take care. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Hey, you guys. I just want to say thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the Game Changers Experience. I hope that you got some amazing value, some great insights and golden nuggets that you can implement into your business straight away. I would really, really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review on the button below. Have a fantastic day and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care.